Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy, or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today, only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's, taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. Time to take this submarine back up. Oh, but it's tax season up there, Captain. You know, all that stressing over taxes isn't necessary with Tax Act. How did you get... April here. To remind you that with Tax Act, you're guaranteed your maximum refund while filing for less. Beats being submerged for another month. May hey, Captain? To your stations. We're headed home. Guess I should probably close that window I opened. What? Kidding. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See TaxAct.com for details. who had an outstanding week gambling, and so did I. This is our gambling episode. If you want to listen to the Browns pre- the Browns review and the Browns preview show, that was taped on Monday, and I was going solo on that. So Ryan is joining me for the gambling show, which is personally my favorite of the week. Uh, but Ryan, how you doing? How you doing in your daily life before we jump into the gambling stuff? A little tired. Got a sick two-year-old, which means I'm a sick 30-something-year-old. But uh, I'm going to give him my best effort if I sound like Shit, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm here to win again, so let's do it. I'm on a hot streak. Never leave wow. the table when you're on a heater. I, I I appreciate the honesty. I actually had a little Caesar's pizza before joining this podcast, and they're doing this new – so I get my pizza, and I also get crazy bread and stuffed crazy bread with it. Right. Well, I don't I don't always get the stuffed crazy bread. That's kind of like an impulse purchase, but I always get crazy bread because I eat the crazy bread on the drive home. Well, they're doing this thing where they tape the bag shut, so – now, when I'm going to eat my, you know, my driving snack, my driving breadsticks, I almost hit like three kids on the way here because I had to, you know, get the get the tape off. Why are they doing that? Are they doing that because of COVID? Um, I mean, it can't possibly. That's, that's that the only, no, I, so I, I'm not a proud man, um, but I, I don't have too much pride to admit that I did also order Little Caesars as well. And oh, they so did do good. that to me. They actually delivered it to my car. And they, they, oh yeah, they, they, they offered to do that to me too. I felt awkward. I was like, nah, I'll just stand here. Not if no, that's yes. I was changing the screen. I, I don't know what happened. Technical issues. <laughs> All right. I, I okay. Don't, I, I was changing the screen. I was going through a couple of things that I had notes written of, and it, you went to a small screen, and I tried to blow you back up, but. Who knows? Let's 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 move you gotta, on. You got a little harder. Um, all right, let's move. Yeah, let's let's go on. Let's get let's get to the gambling. College last week, I killed it, dude. I went two and one on my best bets for this week. As you know, we give three bets a week. Uh, I went three and one overall. The only game I lost 
Well, let's let's review my, my victories first. Miami smashed Florida State. We talked about that on the show last week. Everything went down exactly how we thought it was going to go down. Auburn smashed Kentucky. I was a little scared about that one. Kentucky had uh, was almost going to score a touchdown. Uh, they called it back out of the end zone. Auburn was able to get a 100-yard interception return for a touchdown. At that point, Kentucky just kind of folded. Um, so I was able to squeak that one out. Uh, but the one game I did lose was Oklahoma. Oklahoma lost to Kansas State outright. I'm really embarrassed by my handicap. I went back and listened to what I said last week, looked over my notes, uh, and my handicap was Oklahoma beat Missouri State. Like, that's a terrible handicap. And Kansas State lost to Arkansas State, and I acted like that. was So, I, you know, that's going to play a part in my handicaps for this this week. But, yeah, I definitely messed up there. Uh, but, Ryan, what did you – what exactly – you didn't bet on any college games last week, though, right? No, I almost got coerced into uh, taking the booster for 25 and a half for Florida State on Miami, but I'm glad I didn't do that. Man, I would have been hell on so bet so for those that don't know, like I think it's Bet Online is running a promotion where they pick a game every week where they give you like an insane amount of points. The first week of the NFL season, they were actually given the Chiefs 41 points. I don't know if anybody saw that. Um, and you can bet up to $25 there, right? Basically giving you free money. They did that with Florida State this past weekend, where Florida State was getting 28 points, I think it was, which still wasn't, and a half. still wasn't enough to cover. Ah, that's hilarious. Uh, but let's yeah, dive right they in. They actually had that secured by the end of first half. So. Dude, I love it. I love it. 52 to 10, bro. But all right, moving on. My best bet of the week. I got Clemson given 28 points to Virginia at Clemson. This is a big, big spread. I, I don't have an issue with it. Virginia beat Duke 20, or 30, 38 to 20 last week, but Clemson also beat the Citadel 49 to 0. Now, the Citadel sucks. They're an FCS school. Um, to give everybody a little hindsight, I played in an FCS school, so that's not very good. Duke, I think, is still overrated. They hung with Notre Dame, kind of, and they're getting a lot of credit for that. They have a very good defensive line with very good pass rushers. So I think that they're getting a little bit more credit than they really deserve because uh, we bet against Duke, what was it, when they were playing Boston College, and they got smashed by Boston College, who didn't even play a game yet, and now they are getting sma- they got smashed by Virginia. Um, so I don't think Duke is very good. So I'm not going to count that as a big win. Um, Clemson has outscored opponents up to this point, 86-13. Lawrence is on fire, going 30-37 for 37 for 519 yards and four touchdowns, zero interceptions. I don't think he's even played. As, I don't think he's even sniffed play, taking a snap in the second half yet. Um, and for a little bit more of a trend concept for you guys, in the ACC championship game last year, Virginia was actually a 30 and a half point underdog to Clemson. Clemson beat that spread, beat them 62 to 17. And that was with Bryce Perkins. This offense, this Virginia Cavalier offense is just much different and much more sad without Bryce Perkins. So I really feel like Clemson is probably going to step, uh, put their foot on the pedal this week. Ryan, what do you think? 28 points is a lot for a conference division rival. Yes, I- I don't know. It's not a game that I would touch. I have a hard time even looking at that game. I could see why you would want to bet against Virginia, but this, the argument of betting for Clemson and, and them handling Citadel like that, I think, needs to be thrown out the window. It is the Citadel. Your baby hates your handicap. <laughs> she's, she's pissed off at Mulan right now. Oh, is that what's going on? And she she hates your ta- terrible, terrible handicap. Well, what do you got? You got any, you got any college bets or college advice or any best bets this week? I know usually I, I, I'm NFL. still staying away from college. I think it's just so volatile right now. I really do. I mean, you got guys in and out, coaches in and out. I I, I have yet to even get a field to where I feel confident to place any money on a college bet. And that's not to say that you know I don't want to have something a horse in the race on Saturdays. 
but it's just it's it's not in my wheelhouse right now and I'm, I'm i've been really successful at the nfl and i want to stick to what i know that's fair, and uh, that kind of plays into this next game. My next best bet is Memphis giving two and a half points to SMU. Um, as we talked about often on this podcast, I like to place my bets in early. Uh, a lot of times I'll lock in my college bets Monday morning before I start work, um, You know, so basically as soon as Bavada opens them up. This spread I actually waited on, um, which I don't really know why. I think it more or less happened by accident. It opened up with Memphis giving three, so I'm actually only giving two and a half now, which to, is, a, as we talked about a million times on the show before, three is a key number. So now that I'm only giving two and a half points, all I need is that field goal to win. Um, this could be a preview of the AAC championship. Memphis sits at one and oh. They beat Arkansas State 37 to 24. Now that goes into my previous handicap on the Oklahoma game. Uh, one of the reasons why I took Oklahoma last week is because I believe that Arkansas State was an inferior opponent that beat Kansas State. Now, reflecting on that, I'm thinking Arkansas State is actually probably a pretty decent team that Memphis pounded. Now, SMU does have three games under their belt. They're sitting at 3-0. They beat Stephen F. Austin last week, 50-7. That's another you know FCS school, so I'm not really giving them a whole lot of credit for that. The fact that they do have two additional games under their belt, typically you would see that as a positive. I don't. I don't think it matters. Um, we're seeing a trend where a lot of schools that have played less games are actually beating the spread. They're winning games outright. So I'm going to just kind of disregard all of that and move forward with Memphis. Now, the reason Memphis has only played one game is because the last two games were postponed due to COVID issues, but that hasn't affected uh-huh. their team. It has affected the opponents. So again, not something that I'm, I'm, I'm scared of, but this is, this will be Memphis's first game in 28 days. So again, that's, that's what I'm going with is Memphis. Ryan, do you have anything to yeah, add? A lot of those reasons that we were kind of anchoring on before, you know, the the spring practices, the prior game experience, that's that's kind of why I'm having a hard time getting a feel on this other than, you know, looking at the, the, the Blue Blood programs and the people that we're familiar to is, you know, the, the teams that we think that we have a finger on the pulse on, i.e. the Dukes keeping up with Notre Dame for two and a half, three quarters, have just got shelled the last two weeks uh, against teams that we would say are probably equal or, le- or lesser than. So, it, I mean, college is definitely where you're going to make your bread and butter. So go for it, my friend. But right now it's too scary for me. Yeah, I know you're always fingering the pulse, but, you know, maybe college is more – maybe it's my turn to finger the pulse of college. Um, but you got to figure something. <laughs> to go on to my third best bet. This is a game I did put the money on Monday. Oklahoma State giving 21 points to Kansas. I'm glad I did because the spread has now moved to 22. Uh, I would still feel comfortable taking that, but now you've gone from three touchdowns to three touchdowns and needing three touchdowns and a field goal to win that bet. So that is scary. What do you go for? Even if it's just a point, if you're going from 21 to 22, that is scary, especially – the more the higher that spread is, the scarier that number moving is. Um, not so much in college as in pros, but still something to be aware of. Uh, Oklahoma State has eaten me before. I bet if everybody, the people that listen to the show will remember that I took Oklahoma State, giving you know I think it was a what thirty five points to Tulsa, and absolutely regretted it almost immediately. Spencer Sanders got hurt. Um, Tylen Wallace got hurt. Chuba Hubbard did nothing. I don't. It was not the best showing. With that said, it looks like Tulsa is actually a pretty solid team, and Kansas is pretty bad. That same week, I actually won a bet betting on um, Coastal Carolina getting seven points from Kansas. Coastal Carolina ended up beating Kansas outright. Uh, they beat them soundly. At one point, they were up twenty-eight to nothing. Okay, so if Coastal Carolina beat Kansas, was up twenty nothing on Kansas, one would think that a more talented Oklahoma State team could win by three touchdowns against the same pitiful 
Kansas team. Oklahoma State did look a lot smoother in their game against West Virginia. They won 27-13. to uh, The third quarterback that rotated in versus Tulsa actually got the start last week. He looked a lot smoother. Obviously, he's not Spencer Sanders. Spencer Sanders is expected to play this weekend. That should be worth additional points. The spread should only move up if he is healthy. With that said, even if we're rele- relegated to that backup quarterback, backup freshman quarterback from California with the long hair, I still feel confident in that. And uh, ba- Kansas got you know, beat to the death once again against Baylor 47 to 14. But that is my handicap on that game. Ryan, what do you think? Um, I think you hit it all in the head with that one. Uh, I, I think it just comes to talent and matchup there. Um, you you kind of can sometimes latch onto a team that you're going to ride them through a lot of different bets. I think yeah. you've kind of figured out Oklahoma State for that reason. Um, you know, it, it they, they sometimes can get bulletproof to the spread for matchups, personnel, whatever the case may be, and they just get a streak. And I think you're going to ride it out until they, they bite you. And I think that's where you're at with Oklahoma State. I would I would agree. I feel like I do feel like I have a little bit more confidence in Oklahoma State now that I've watched them, and I feel like I pinpointed yeah. what's going wrong. Uh, I did lock in that number early because I don't I do think it's going to go up, especially if Spencer Sanders is healthy. And if Spencer Sa- Sanders is healthy, then they, they should beat Kansas by four touchdowns. I have no issue with that. Well, let's move on to the NFL. The NFL is where we really thrived last week. I went three and zero my best bets, five and zero overall. Believe it or not, that that again we only went over we only go over three bets each on the podcast, but on Twitter we will bet out we will tweet out most of our picks, if not all of them. Um, I bet on Miami Thursday night, kicked it off hot start. Did not put that as my best bet. Finished strong with my best bets on Sunday, and then I actually on Monday I won with the Chiefs as well. But my best bets last week were San Francisco giving four points to the Giants. We talked about how people were overestimating the injuries that end up being true. I bet on Pittsburgh. Ryan also bet on Pittsburgh, giving three and a half to the Houston Texans. We talked about how Deshaun Watson really struggles with pressure in his face, and the Pittsburgh Steelers have the number one and number two best pass rushers in the NFL, according to PFF, with T.J. Watt and uh, Bud Dupree. And that's not even talking about Cameron Hayward, Stephon Tewitt, other guys that are playing a role really impacting from the interior. Uh, my other bet was Minnesota. Getting two and a half from the Tennessee Titans. This was one that Ryan was Ryan and I were going head to head on. I actually almost lost this one. Minnesota had a pretty comfortable lead, um, and then they kind of blew it on the at the end. Tennessee Titans actually won that outright, but it was only by two points. So thank God for that hook, Ryan. How did you do? Uh, I think I went uh, as far as the uh, on the podcast bets that we placed. Uh, the only one I did get wrong was the two and a half taking the Titans over the Vikings. I think it ended up. Uh, being a one-point game with the field goal at the end with the Titans. Um, other than that, I'm still riding the streak of the Seahawks and the Packers. Um, I think those are actually the only two teams in the NFL right now that are 3-0 and overall record and also 3-0 and against the spread. I may be forgetting wow. one team against the spread. But to my point about you riding the Oklahoma State uh, college football team, those are the teams that I have just pegged, whether it be – talent at a certain position, schedule, whatever the case may be. The first three weeks, I've looked at their matchups on paper and loved everything about it. Didn't even hesitate. I think I've bet the money line for both those two teams uh, at least two of the three weeks. Uh, and then my other game, I think I'm getting pulled up here. Um, now, and I, while you're looking that up, too, I want to add that you took the money line when they were underdogs, too. Which uh, you know, yes, it's, it's, it's one thing to take the money line if you're taking Alabama over the Citadel or you know the Cowboys over the Browns, but you were bet you took those teams on the money line when they were underdogs, so that does need to be noted. 
Yeah, I mean, week one, as soon as I saw the Packers at Vikings getting, I think, three points, not even with the hook involved, I I sunk my teeth in that on everything I could, parlays included. And, you know, that Sunday night game didn't look good. Thank God Taysom Hill fumbled the ball in the fourth quarter, and A-Rod went out there and did his thing and locked it up. But I, I think there are some teams kind of separating themselves from the pack, and in certain matchups, they have weapons and people in the right position that they can thrive. Um, and it's the shootout games right now that I feel the most comfortable to bet in. And you and I were talking about this before the pod. You know, through three weeks of the NFL season, uh, I think the over on the majority of Vegas line spreads is, has been hit anywhere where you can get it at, anywhere from like 68 to 72%. So, you know, yeah. if you want to go to the over club, as the Barstool Sports guys like to say it, go to the over club and hammer it right now like Pat McAfee likes to say it. Because it is hitting. Yeah. I don't know when Vegas is going to adjust. Uh, I don't know if they're slow on it. Um, I don't know what the reason is, but right now the overs are getting slammed. Yeah, uh, we talked about how the first two weeks in the NFL season were the highest scoring first two weeks in NFL history. Um, so we're, we're seeing a lot of these overs hit, like you just said. I think a big reason for that is because of the lack of crowds. So these quarterbacks are able to make their calls and make them clearer at the line of scrimmage. I think that's really helping them. Uh, I think that defenses, I think that we're seeing the lack of preseason, the lack of Training camps, as you kind of noted before the show, is really affecting the defense worse than the offense. These offenses, I, I don't really know why they're in such a groove so fast, uh, but I do think having no crowds has definitely done nothing but benefit the offense. So I think that that has something to do with it. But let's rock and roll into the, our three best well, hold bets. On. Before, gonna... you go, before you go into it, one thing, uh, another thing I'd like to point out is week one NFL 2019, there was, I think, 218 holding penalties. Wow. Week one 2020, there was, I think, 96 97 98 over 100 less is that right so the changing and officiating as far as only calling the the absolutely clear for whatever reason in the agreements and the whatever the case may be the new policies or even just the the shortened season that has sped the game up um creating a lot of uh, of extra plays extra snaps extra downs and I don't know if Vegas is – I mean, I'm sure they're taking account of that. They're much smarter than we are. But that is a stat that I read earlier in the week that I thought was actually quite shocking. And then once I actually thought about it, I've, I've noticed in-game play, there's been a lot less stoppages. Um, other things, too, like you can't, you can't review a pass interference. So, you know, there's pass interference calls that aren't getting reviewed, having 10-minute timeouts. When, when teams are clicking, they're allowed to keep clicking due to lack of penalties and lack of stoppages of play. And that make, that makes sense. Uh, you know, I did not I did not know the holding the holding statistic, but that that's pretty crazy. As far as the books go, man, it does take them a couple weeks to adjust. Uh, you know, this COVID thing has caused everybody everybody's experiencing something new. So I definitely I definitely urge everybody to put their bets in earlier rather than later before. Right now, well, not right now because it's Wednesday. But if you put your bets in on Monday or a Sunday, um, you're you're going up against just the book. The long, the more you wait in the week, the more people are putting their number in, the more people are putting their bets in, and then you start to bet against other people um, because that's that's what the numbers reflecting. But again, we'll kind of go through our three best bets and what we got those numbers at. My numbers all stayed the same. Um, my first game, I got Cincinnati giving three points to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This will be my second week in a row I'm betting against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we kind of saw them collapse against the Miami Dolphins last week. You know, I like Gardner Minshew. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows how much I love 
him and his swag. This offense just isn't good. Uh, you know, he 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 isn't good enough to lift them up, and there's not enough talent around him to even sustain it. The Jacksonville defense isn't very good either. So when you're going up against the Cincinnati Bengals team, where their biggest weakness is their offensive line, and you don't really have a dominating pass rush, I mean, you got rid of all the best players. For instance, Calais Campbell. I think that the Cincinnati Bengals are, are are good look here. Earlier in the week, it was at two and a half. I wish I would have got that number, but unfortunately, I did get it at three. Um, the Bengals are also coming off a tie with the Eagles, so I would hope that they would come out with a little bit more oomph. I feel like that would be more, more or less a moral victory for them and kind of push them into a good attitude uh, moving forward. The only big if I have with this game is that the Jaguars do have more time to prep for this game. But again, Burroughs have been looking decent. I, I, I got to go with the Bengals here. This is actually a game that I had an, uh, an eye on. Uh, the tricky thing is the Dolphins are 2-1 and one against the spread. The only game that they've not covered is the game that they were favored. Um, I do feel as if Cincinnati is going to go for a win in this one. I, I do like Cincinnati in this game. This is a game that I circled. I'm still on the fence as far as the bet. Um. So what's your first game? First, My first game is I'm still riding the Seahawks. Uh, I got the Seahawks at minus 6.5. Um, and it, it's it's going to continue. I, I, I think Russell Wilson is the most efficient and most accurate quarterback on the planet right now, with the exception of uh, Patrick Mahomes. And with Chris Carson and out, he's only going to be further in the pocket. It's going to be more on his shoulders. I love the points in this. Well, you're, give, you're given the points. You're given six and a half to the Washington Redskins, correct? Right. So a lot of that, – that's – man, I, I, I lean with you. This number does scare me because I think it's already moved to seven. Um, you it, know, already has, full, yeah. it already has. Yeah, that's a full touchdown. That's kind of a different ball game. The Redskins played piss poor against the Browns last week, uh, but the Redskins also missed two of their top defensive linemen, Matt Ioannidis and Chase Young. Um, Dwayne Haskins looked like garbage. He's very inconsistent, but sometimes he does look okay. I, I definitely lean with the Seahawks. I definitely see what you're saying here. It's hard to bet against Russell Wilson. Chris Carson is is I don't everybody thinks that he's a great running back. I don't think he's a difference maker. So I think losing him and having the Seahawks rely more on Russell Wilson probably only helps this. Um, this would probably be a, a, a definite over candidate. Um, but yeah, I, I think you I think you convinced me. I think you convinced me to take the Seahawks. They're just good. They're they're clearly the better team. It's just a question of whether or not you want to give up that touchdown or not. I think the games that favor the Seahawks the most right now are the shootout games. Um, this is the only hesitation I have for this game is because they're not going to get into a shootout. Um, but I definitely think that they are the far superior team and a touchdown is for nothing sure. that they can blink. All right. I can, I can see that. So my second game is the Buffalo Bills giving three points to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Buffalo Bills actually just beat – the Los Angeles Rams. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, they did just beat the Los Angeles Rams, uh, and the Raiders just lost thirty-six to twenty to the New England Patriots. Uh, I think that the Buffalo, they, they, Josh Allen looks like he's in a rhythm. This offense is explosive, and the Las Vegas Raiders do not have a very good defense. They have a lot of talent, a lot of early-round picks, a lot of guys with a lot of athleticism. But I think they're the youngest defense in the NFL, and I think that that counts for something, um, especially when you have Sean McDermott calling the play. So I, I'm definitely going to take the Buffalo Bills here, giving three points. Um, I do think that. The Raiders also kind of looked winded in the back end of that game against the New England Patriots. The Raiders were actually in this game in the first half. In the second half, they came out, and they just looked really pathetic. Um, so you don't see that from the Buffalo Bills either. They kind of go out strong, and they finish strong. So that, that's where I am gonna. That's where I already put my money is uh, Buffalo Bills giving three points. Ryan, do you have any thoughts on that? 
That's actually a game that I love. I agree with everything on this game. Um, I, I don't think that the Bills are bulletproof because there's a lot of variability with Josh Allen. But I think they're a team right now that is riding so high of a wave. And Josh Allen, I think, has thrown 30 or 33 touchdowns without an interception and yep. I think five straight games of 300 yards. Yep. I don't see Oakland or, or any team being able to stop him with the way that they're playing right now, even with – guys like John Brown or Zach Moss or whatever their weapons are, I think he's that much of an X factor. And right now the X factors at quarterback are what I'm betting on. Well, and the Raiders have also really struggled against running quarterbacks. Um, you know, they struggled against Cam Newton, obviously, they, well, who actually didn't look that good. And then uh, they, they've struggled. Who else did they play running quarterbacks? Wise. I know that they beat the Saints, but the week before, I can't, I can't remember, but Josh Allen is another one of those big athletic quarterbacks that's going to, I feel like, he creates issues for defense like the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, my third best bet, uh, actually, was that, I'm sorry, was that your second best bet as well, Ryan? I guess that's how I read that as. That's a bet that I like. Um, the other one that I really like and is another team that I've been betting against the entire time, and I'm kind of changing tides on it, is the, the Saints uh, minus four against the Lions. Um, I think that game the other night, as much as I was riding high on um, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, it's a game that the Saints could have very easily covered if Sean McVay wasn't getting too cute with uh, Taysom Hill in the fourth quarter. Yes. I see that he lost some faith in Drew Brees, and I see that Alvin Kamara is 99% of the offense. I think I read uh, earlier today that if Alvin Kamara was just a wide receiver, he'd be wide receiver number four in a PPR format. That's wow. how well and how much they're depending on Alvin Kamara. That being said... I think Drew Brees uh, is a far better player in a dome than he is on an open field. He gets to go to Detroit in a dome against a team that's reeling um, in Detroit. I know they, they won last week. They're riding high, but I think that's why the line is set the way that it is. I think there's a shift in the lack of performance from the Saints, uh, a shift from uh, the Lions getting their first week in since October of 2019. Um and I think that's where the line is at four points. So I want to bet against that uh, recency bias. I like that too. I, I do like the Saints. I do think the Saints are very good. It's only four points. The Detroit Lions are pretty notorious for blowing games. So it's actually kind of shocking that they beat the Arizona Cardinals. That actually leads me into my third best bet. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals, giving four points to the Carolina Panthers. Arizona Cardinals, I really do think that they were probably going to win that game against the Detroit Lions. But Kyler Murray had three ugly, ugly turnovers. Kyler Murray is a very talented quarterback. He's not going to throw three picks a game, right? We talked about the Washington Redskins and how Dwayne Haskins had three interceptions. That you might be able to expect every week. But Kyler Murray isn't going to throw three interceptions every week. Even if he does, you know, this is still kind of, this offense is still built to kind of deal with those issues. The Carolina Panthers, their offense is a different. It's different with Christian McCaffrey out. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback. I like Teddy Bridgewater, but he's also a dink and dunk player. So if this game gets out of hand, the Panthers are going to be out of it. Therefore, I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals. Ryan, do you have any thoughts on that? You're, you're muted. You son of a bitch. Sorry, every time I'm transferring the screen, I apologize. So that, that's been my bet thus far in the three weeks is I'm going towards the high-octane players, not necessarily the high-octane offenses. I, you know, As much as I want to bet against the Teddy Bridgewaters, I think it's the A-Rods, the Russell Wilsons, the Patty Mahomes, that they're going to overcome a lot of these spreads. You know, They get the points just based off their position and their skill set. But that mindset of uh, Kyler Murray versus Teddy Bridgewater, Kyler Murray had, I think, 
statistically as far as turnovers, that was his worst game of his pro career. I, I think he may have been feeling a little bit confident about himself. I think they might have tried to stretch things out. They got themselves into a situation where it was a negative game script, and it kind of just it snowballed, and it happens. And it'll be a learning curve game for him. I think the Cardinals are a team on the rise where the Panthers are trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Regardless of the home and away, I do like the points in that game. I do like the Cardinals. All right. What's your, do you have another best bet for us? So I don't know if I would call this one a best bet, but this is a bet that I want to bet because of a friend, and I want to give him some pub. He's been um, kind of um, – he's been name-dropped on this podcast once or twice. You may know him by the name of Nathan Royans. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like the Colts two and a half at Chicago. Um, I think everyone is looking at the second-half comeback with Nick Foles last week against the Falcons and thinking that the Bears have this awakening. And I do think that I saw the team play with a lot more confidence and pep in their step once he came in. However, I do feel as if he did have a couple turnovers. He didn't look he didn't look head and shoulders better than Mitch Trubisky, in my opinion. I, I, I don't think he is head and shoulders better. I think he's more of a, uh, a game-managing, you know, don't-make-mistakes type quarterback. But at the end of the day, I am betting against the whole scheme of that Chicago offense. I think Matt Nagy gets heralded as this offensive guru, but I think he gets in his own way. He lost one of his toys last week in Tariq Cohen. Um, you know, you have Nick Foles on a, on a full week. Uh, a, a team will get to, to get to prepare for Nick Foles, whereas they had to prepare for Mitch Trubisky. And there is going to be that, that kind of uh, game planning for that. I do like Frank Reich. I do like the Colts offense. They do have the benefit of getting to beat up on the Jets and get some confidence last week. I think the running game is coming true to form, and I think Phillip Rivers is kind of catching his groove with his team. Hell, he's even given Mo Ali Cox some pub in fantasy football, for Christ's sake. So I do like the two-and-a-half points and the Colts on this one. If it gets above three, that's when I'm going to stop betting just because I have friends that are Colts fans. I got to tell you, I, I like this bet. If I'm going to take the Colts, though, I'm going to wait because that Nick, the big Nick Nick hype, bro, it's only going to make that Chicago number grow. I feel like I, people are going to bet on the Chicago Bears. I almost did the same thing. I almost did the same thing, but for whatever reason, the Nick Foles hype I thought would stretch it, and I did wait until today, and it didn't. And that's what that's what kind of made me waver a little bit because you know they they said Sunday after the win oh well you know we don't know who our starter is going to be and then uh, yesterday or Monday whatever it was Matt Nagy announced him as a starter it's like okay where's it going and it didn't move uh, I mean it might have moved a half a point or a hook here or there but it didn't jump two points like I guess you would kind of anticipate and that's when I was like okay I'm sticking with the Colts here at two and a half I think it's too good to, to pass up on. I think that that's fair. I would take the Colts at two and a half. The Col- I think the Colts are just a better team. The Bears are going to have to – Nick Foles, they're really going to have to ride that hype for them to win this outright um, or to beat that spread. Two and a half points is not a lot of points. Like I said, it'll be that will be a really interesting number to monitor because I think if I'm the Colts, you got you, you have an away favorite right now. Right, which is pretty rare in the NFL. I don't, I don't know how we're only we're only in week four, so I'm not really sure how many away favorites we have, and that doesn't really happen very often. So I think you might be able to get it. God, I don't know if it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be a pick on, but I think you can get it closer there. Two and a half points is not a lot though. You can win by a field goal and still take that bet. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I don't think that you know Nick Foles is the end all be all. I do think he's got a prettier deep ball. He's got. I think he you know. I don't really know what what the allure about him is, but for some reason when that guy comes off the bench, he is good. Uh, this is a game that I am going to be paying close attention to. Wait, I don't know how I'm just catching this, but did you say the Seahawks are playing the Redskins? Yeah, dude. They play the Dolphins. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. You're right. Yeah, the Redskins I, I, play the Ravens. Yeah, the yeah the Redskins play the Ravens, and and I don't know why it's just clicking with me. But the Seahawks, given I got them at six and a half, they're now at seven. But to the Dolphins is, I mean, it, it, I think that's a, a good clarification that needs to be made. No shit. I, <laughs> I I apologize. You know what though? My handicap. It, I'm gonna adjust it a little bit, but dude, I'm still. That that is a good bet. Okay, I think that the Dolphins and the Redskins are in the same tier, so I really don't think I have to change a whole lot about that handicap. But here's the difference. Okay, the Dolphins' defense is not good compared to the Redskins' good defensive line. That's what I prepped up. But Ryan Fitzpatrick is an X factor compared to Dwayne Haskins, who's been a liability. Okay, so Ryan Fitzpatrick. He is a spread beater. Um, again, this is I, I like the Seahawks. The Seahawks are the far superior team. But again, this number is pretty large. So my handicap, the overall synopsis is the same. But, you know, obviously it doesn't need to be noted that I messed that up. The Redskins are playing the Ravens. I do apologize. I don't know what notes I was looking at. Jesus, dude, we're all over the place on this podcast. God. And that's why I just I wrote down. Seattle at Washington, and I was looking at like, what the hell is he talking? I was, so I was, oh, I, was yeah, ahead, I was ahead in the schedule. I was like, wait a minute, I'm way off. That's bad. I apologize. Is that it? Is that all the pod? That's all, that all the gambles we have. The gambles. I mean, I, that's that's the three that I circled. Um, there we go. I mean, you even brought it up earlier though. Like, you know, we we talk about three or four each week, but you butt five. I guess my only advice. Or, that's because I'm a degenerate. So Thursday night comes around, and the, I, I yeah. think right now Denver and the Jets are a pick them. I'm not going to tell anybody to bet that game. I, I, I would, you know, I would lose I, all. I know, I know. I guess my point is, is I always stay fluid. As but much as you like to get the bets in early, I'm always looking last thing Sunday to see if anything fluctuates. See, you know, as you should the, those late game injuries stuff like that. So I always tend to pick two or three extra games come Sunday morning, just because. I don't know. I wanted a horse in the race, and I am a degenerate, and you know. Yeah, yeah. When Thursday comes around, I'm probably going to have some money in the NFL game, even though I, I don't really have a, a favorite. Uh, I'm probably going to have some money on BYU going over Louisiana Tech, but I'm not going to tell you guys to bet those games because I'm not supremely confident in those games. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm probably going to bet the Atlanta Falcons. I think they're getting seven and a half from the Green Bay Packers on Monday night because I got to bet the Monday night game. But again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to bet all those games. Uh, maybe we'll have. Maybe we'll start to if this gets popular we'll start to have a show where we break down every single game with just a brief handicap um, but right now we're just going to give you our three best bets for each one that's been working out pretty well so far uh, i've only had one losing week in college nfl i have not had any actually have i i don't think i've had any losing weeks yet i think i had a game i've had, I had a week where i went 50 50 yeah, you, no, you had a 500 week i thought week one no no i went two and one that week um, all my best bets I've, I've had winning weeks every 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 week um last week I had a losing week on my overall bets, but on the, the picks I gave out here, I went two and one. So I have not had a losing week in college. I did have, or in, in the NFL, I did have, I did lose that first week in the uh, the college. So I do apologize for anybody who took those bets blindly. But like we told you, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be listening to what we have to say and making your own decisions. But this was the Browns Wire podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Keatley 16 We got a new YouTube channel. I don't know if we're going to be uploading this video, but we'll be uploading information very soon. Again, if you want that Austin Hooper 8x10, Ryan, I'll let you make the rules for this week. God damn it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to shelf it for next week. Uh, I think it would be good to kind of say that we're going to start recording the uh, two separate podcasts on Monday and Wednesday night. Hopefully have yep. the episodes out um, within the next 24 to 48 hours. 
And then I think we are going to try and do some giveaways um, that will be contingent on some follows, likes, and shares. And we'll give them away one each week. And if we don't give them away, Josh gets to add to his ever-building collection that he's going to have to get a fifth bedroom for. God, I got to get rid of these things. I got to get, <laughs> get rid of the awesome hoop right by because they're just sitting here. They're just sitting here. How many Baker Mayfield uh, signed thongs do you have? Dude, I don't have anything Baker Mayfield signed, believe it or not. How, uh, how upsetting is that? He does the progressive commercials, right? He does. He I does. may have an inside track on getting you a, a uh, an autograph. <laughs> Maybe a T-shirt or something. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan's day job is at Progressive. I forgot about that. That's funny <laughs> as shit. That is funny as shit. I got Isaiah Crowell. I got Bertie Kozar. I got, uh, I, I mean, I Travis Prentice, Tim Couch, Gerard Warren, Hanford Dixon, Felix Wright. God, I got a lot of Browns autographs, but no Baker Mayfield. Tyrod Taylor. Got Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod. Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor. But all right, we'll let you guys go. This is the Browns Wire podcast. Like, uh, like Ryan said, please give us a like, listen, follow, review. Um, hopefully, we can make this a little smoother next time. Um, you know, let us know what we can do to make this better. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Others treat your fries as an afterthought. All you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut, skin-on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's, taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut, skin-on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company.